a political enemy. Look at God tearing down every wall. Those who heard the word and those of the circumcision who believed were astonished because the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out on the Gentiles also, for they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. They were born again, baptized in the Holy Spirit, and then they baptized them in water. But that's out of order. Who cares? <laughs> the promise of the Father. It's for new believers too. The promise, who else is it for? It's for those who know the Bible. This is a dangerous one here. Because sometimes 
You can know so much doctrine that you got to undoctrinate yourself to understand the truth of what the Bible clearly says. Nobody in the New Testament knew the Bible more than Paul. Listen to his resume in Acts 22.3. I am indeed a Jew born in Tarsus of Cilicia, but brought up in this city at the feet of Gamaliel. He was the top of his class, taught according to the strictness of our father's law, and was zealous towards God, as you all are today. Circumcised, Philippians 3.5, circumcised on the eighth day of the stock of Israel of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews. Concerning the law of Pharisee, concerning zeal, persecuting the church, concerning the righteousness which is in the law, blameless. Nobody knew the scriptures more than Paul. Do you understand this morning that you can know the Bible, be an expert on the Bible, have a degree in Bible and teach Bible and not know Jesus? Even the devil knows the scriptures. Paul knew the word of God, but one day he had an encounter with Jesus and he got to know the God of the word. And in that moment, Paul was radically saved, changed by the love of Jesus. And look what happened next. God sent a man named Ananias to go pray for Paul, whose Hebrew name was Saul. All right, Acts 9, 17. Ananias went his way and entered the house and laying his hands on him, he said, Brother Saul. The Lord Jesus, who appeared to you on the road as you came, has sent me that you might receive your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Paul had been converted. He had been baptized in water. And then he was baptized in the Holy Spirit just like those in the upper room, just like those in Samaria, and just like those at the house of Cornelius. That's why Paul said, I thank my God that I speak in tongues more than all y'all. Time and time again, when people in the Bible were baptized in the Holy Spirit, they spoke in tongues. That's why the Bible talk, talks to us about praying in the Spirit and worshiping in the Spirit. Now, we, we don't just talk in tongues and pray in tongues all day long. I would if I could. Hallelujah. I love it. Paul talked about I pray in the Spirit and I pray with my understanding. I, I sing in the Spirit and I sing with my understanding. But time and time again, when people received the baptism in the Holy Spirit, they spoke in other tongues and they moved in the gifts of the Spirit. This was foretold by the prophet Isaiah in Isaiah 28, 11, For with a stammering lip and another tongue, he will speak to this people to whom he said, This is the rest with which you may cause the weary to rest. And this is the refreshing. Somebody say refreshing. That's what Peter was talking about in Acts 3.19. Repent therefore and be converted that your sins may be blotted out so that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. He's talking about the baptism in the Holy Spirit. When you begin to pray in the Spirit and worship in the Spirit, there is a spiritual refreshing that comes from the inside out. Jesus called it like this. He said, out of your belly will flow rivers of living water. The baptism in the Holy Spirit was the normal experience in the book of Acts, yet to many Christians today, it has been labeled as abnormal. If it's not important, why was it prophesied in the Old Testament? Why is it mentioned in all four Gospels? Why did Jesus talk about it? Why was it his last instruction to the disciples before he ascended into heaven? 
Why did Jesus say it's one of the signs who will follow those who believe? If it's not important, why did Jesus command the disciples to wait for it? Why was it poured out on the day of Pentecost? And why was it such a priority for the apostles? People have asked me in the past, do I have to be baptized in the Holy Ghost? Imagine you got a phone call and somebody said, you just won $50 million. And you said, well... Do I have to take the money? (laughs) Come on, that's crazy. It's not that you have to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. It's that you get to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. Jesus has a tongue, a cloven tongue in heaven, a flame with your name. And it is God's promise to you and to all who would believe. To have that power from on high. To have that heavenly language that you can use for worship and for prayer. I thank God for the mighty baptism in the Holy Spirit. It's one of the greatest things that's ever happened to me. God said in Luke eleven thirteen that he would give the Holy Spirit to those who ask for it. And that same Holy Spirit that was poured out at Pentecost is still being poured out today. We were talking about this in the men's Bible study Wednesday. The book of Acts has no ending. You read the other New Testament letters, there's always a conclusion. There's always a formal greeting. You know, God bless you and keep you, right? Uh, The book of Acts almost stops mid-sentence. You know why? We're still in it. Because the same Holy Spirit that's poured out on the day of Pentecost is being poured out now to those who believe in Jesus. It is God's promise for you. Amen. Maybe you identified with some of these people today. I hope you did. But even if you didn't, God's promise is for you. It is for you. For the, Acts 2.39, for the promise is to you and to your children, to all who are far off, to many, as the Lord our God will call. Who is the promise of the Father for? It's for you. Come on, tell somebody. It's for me. Amen. Will you stand as we worship and pray this morning? How many of you need more power? How many of you need just a refreshment and an infilling? Amen? Lord, we just thank you, Father, for your presence this morning, Lord. God, I thank you, Father, Lord, for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. God, I thank you for the power from on high that it gives us for the boldness God, for that power that we need, Father, to live in a world that has fallen, Father. Lord, I thank you, Father God, for that. Lord, I thank you that right now that anybody that wants an infilling, Lord, that hasn't been baptized with the Holy Spirit, with the evidence of speaking in tongues, that as they raise their hands, Father, that in that moment as they open up their mouth and they begin to worship you, that you can fill them right now, right now with that gifting in the name of Jesus. And Lord, those that have their hands raised that want more of you and want more boldness and want more of a refilling in the name of Jesus, I speak power from on high right now to engulf your people, Father. God, give them tongues of fire from heaven in the name of Jesus. God, I thank you that you pour out your anointing on us, Father, this morning as we seek your face for more power and more anointing, Father. God, that as we seek you and go before you, Father, Lord, and humble ourselves saying we can't do this without you, Lord. 
God, fill us. Fill us in the name of Jesus. Thank you. We're going to continue to worship. 